Kyle, this is Watson. Hi. And tonight we're really excited because we get to share with you one of my favorite Christmas stories, one that is loved by the old and the young. I, of course, am talking about the classic Christmas tale. Die Hard. Wait, that's not a Christmas story. Uh, yes it is. Die Hard is like the ultimate Christmas movie. Nothing says Christmas and Bruce Willis pulling a piece of glass out of his foot. <laughs> no, Watson, this is like the opposite of Die Hard. Live soft? Eh, I don't think I've seen that one. No, Christmas story, Watson. Is it Elf? No. Edward Scissorhands? No. Love Actually? No. Back to Die Hard? No. We're not reading any of those stories. What I'm referring to is the classic Christmas tale, The Night Before Christmas. With a vengeance. Okay, moving on. Um, can we get some music? Whoa! That's nice! That is nice. And away we go. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care. The hopes of St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa, a.k.a. Papa Noel, a.k.a. the belly like a bowl full of jelly, would soon be there. The children were nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. Oh, I have a question. I've always wondered, what exactly is a sugar plum? It's not really the appropriate time. Hey Siri, what is a sugar plum? Here's what I found on the web for you. If I wanted to open Wikipedia, I would have done it myself. Uh, can we get back to the story? Oh yeah, right, the story. Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter. I sprang from my bed just to see what was the matter. I crawled through the elevator shafts, through the air ducts, and planted the C4 charges. 
All I had to do next was get to the roof and radio Sergeant Powell! Are you doing Die Hard? No. Yes. Okay, come on, let's keep going. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutter and threw up the sash. Oh, well, there's your problem. You've been eating too much sash. That stuff is nasty. Of course you're gonna throw it up. Hey, wait, what is sash anyway? Hey, Siri, what is sash? Calling Dad. Uh, why are you a thousand dollars? Okay, you know what? Watson, we have gone completely off the rails. We're not even halfway through the story, and we're already out of time. Oh, don't you worry me, compadre. I'll paraphrase the next part and catch us up. Ready? Go! So there's some new fallen snow, something about some miniature sleigh and all these tiny reindeer. Santa says all their names like Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Mancer, Carl, Kristoff, Hollingenero, and Hans Gruber. And then there's all this click clacking up on the roof, and Santa pops out of the chimney and his belly's all shaking and whatnot. But then I'm back on the roof, and they've got me surrounded. Sergeant Powell comes on the radio like, you're gonna tell her yourself, Roy! And I jump off the roof in slow motion! Watson! That's just Die Hard. I love that movie. Okay. But hey, I got us to the end, right? I suppose. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight. Yippee-ki-yay! Happy Christmas to all. And to all a good night. Man, I tell you what, Watson is a blast. He's one of my favorites. I hope that you enjoyed that also. We like to have a lot of fun here at the Hills Church, especially at Christmas time. So I hope that you're enjoying Christmas. Welcome to our Christmas services. Over the past year and a half, we've been able to expand our online footprint in amazing ways. And I know there are folks who are tuning in right now in England, in LA, in the Philippines, just all across the globe. And we're so happy to be celebrating Christmas with you wherever and whenever you're tuning in. If this is your first time here at the Hills Church, we'd love to connect with you, and that's pretty simple. Two ways. You can either scan the QR code that's right here on the screen, or you can text the words NEW here to 812-432-1981. If you do one of those, we're just going to send you a little link to a $5 Starbucks card just to say thank you for spending Christmas with us. It's pretty simple. Now, uh, here at Christmas services, not only do we love singing a lot of Christmas songs and just really kind of focusing on the reason for Christmas season, but also we uh, typically don't take Christmas offerings here in our services, but this year is different. And for all of us online, you may not know, but here in Southern Indiana, in Kentucky and Illinois, uh, two weeks ago, we had a pretty big set of tornadoes that came through and just devastated the area. And so this year, we feel very called to take up an offering and everything collected today on Christmas services, we are going to give 100% to the victims of the tornado. We're going to do that in two ways. We've got a, a, a group called Convoy of of Hope, who is a relief agency that we support a ton, and we're going to give part of it to that group to fund their efforts to take care of the relief down in the area. And also, we have a local organization, a local relief fund that we're going to be giving to to help fund specific ministry happening and relief happening down there. So, I'm going to pray here in a second, and I want you just to, to take a few minutes and just pray over what is it you can give today to help relief uh, down in the tornado-affected area. Now I'm going to pray. 
and we're going to continue on here today. God, thank you for who you are. God, thank you the fact that you loved us enough to come down to this earth to love us, to die for us, to die for our sins, but God, so also so that we could live and we could have an impact on this world for you. So God, take everything given today. We ask that you would bless those affected by the tornadoes and you would use us to bring good into this world. God, we love you and we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
come and open wide our heavenly home. Make safe the way that leads on high and close the path to misery. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O
For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David, and over his kingdom 
to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness. And from then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her. God has chosen to bless you. You will become pregnant and have a son, and you're to name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. But Mary asked the angel, How can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. While Mary was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and Joseph, her fiancé, being a just man, decided to break the engagement quietly so as not to disgrace her publicly. And as he considered this, he fell asleep, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to go ahead with your marriage to Mary. For the child in her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you were to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message to his prophets. Behold, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. This prophecy from Isaiah 7:14 was given 700 years before Jesus was born. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He brought Mary home to be his wife, but she remained a virgin until her son was born. And at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census would be taken throughout the Roman Empire and all returned to their homes to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, which was David's ancient home. He traveled from the village of Nazareth in Galilee and took with him Mary, his wife, who was great with child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. That night there were shepherds in the fields outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the God's glory surrounded them, and they were terribly frightened, but the angels reassured them. They said, don't be afraid. I bring you news of great joy for everyone, a Savior, yea, the Messiah. The Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. This is how you will recognize him. You will find a baby lying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. 
and suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host from heaven, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. The angels left, and the shepherds said to each other, Come and let us go to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they ran to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in a manger. And the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard their story were astonished, but Mary kept these things in her heart. The shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying and praising God. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And at the same time came wise men from the east to Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star that arose, and we've come to worship him. But Herod... Herod was deeply disturbed by their question, as was all of Jerusalem. He called a meeting of leading priests and teachers of religious law. Where do the prophets say the Messiah will be born, he asked. In Bethlehem, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. O Bethlehem of Judea, you're not just a lowly village of Judah. Your ruler will come to you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. This prophecy is found in Micah 5, verse 2, and 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 2. And both were written 700 years before Jesus was born. So Herod sent a message to the wise men, asking them to come and see him. At this meeting, he learned the exact time they first saw the star. And then he told them, go, go to Bethlehem and search diligently for the child. And when you find him, come and tell me that I, too, may worship him. After this meeting, the wise men went on their way, and once again the star appeared to them to guide them to Bethlehem. And it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house where the child and his mother were, and they fell down, and they worshipped him. And they opened their treasure chests, and they gave him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But when it was time to leave, they went another way, because God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. After the wise men were gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up and free to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return because Herod will try to kill the child. That very night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. And this fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Out of Egypt have I called my son. Herod was furious 
When he learned the wise men had outwitted him, he sent soldiers to kill all the baby boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under. Because the wise men had told them that the star had first appeared to them about two years before. And then later, when Herod died, God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. And get up, and take the child and his mother and return to Israel. All those who wish to murder the child are dead. So Joseph obeyed, and he arose, and he took the child and his mother, and he returned to Israel. When he heard, though, that Herod's son had taken over as king in Judea, he was afraid to go there. But then Joseph was directed in a dream to go to the hills of Galilee. On arriving, he settled in the village of Nazareth, fulfilling the words of the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And this is the story of Christmas. Light of the world, treasure of heaven, brilliant like the stars in the wintry sky. Joy of the Father, reach through the darkness, shine across the earth, send the shadows to You're the 
Christmas season and we heard such an amazing song Light of the World as we listen to that song we remember what Christmas is all about while you've been watching at home we've been praying for the last several weeks that this would be a life changing moment for so many people not just to join us here but also online to those of you watching, I want to challenge you tonight with this question. What has Christmas been all about? Has it been about what you could get others, preparing for other people to come over? Or is it about taking time to remember why we celebrate Christmas to begin with? What do you give Jesus on his birthday? Tonight, I would tell you that the thing that Jesus wants more than anything else is to have a relationship with each and every one of us. Maybe you're at home, you've never made the decision. Or maybe you've fallen away from God. And the best gift you could give him this season is to give your heart back to him and follow him. This last several years have been tough on all of us. Some of us have been home, limited in our ability to see and gather like we normally would, and fear has taken over. Let me tell you that following Jesus will eradicate that fear. Tonight, if you want to follow Jesus, it's simple. In just a moment, I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer with me. After you make this prayer and say this prayer, God of heaven will leave heaven and enter your heart. After you do that, I'm going to encourage you to find a Bible-believing church wherever you are. It doesn't have to be here. Find one where you can hear the word of God and have it spoken over you. Start praying on your own. Some of you might say it's not easy to pray. Praying is simply talking to God, just like I'm talking to you now. Be a part of that. So my challenge to you right now, either you're far away from God or you've never chosen to follow him, take a moment and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you tonight 
to be my Lord, my Savior, and my best friend. Jesus, today, I give my life to you as my present to Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that prayer, you, you said that prayer with us, your life will be forever different if you live it out. Your old ways are cast away, and Jesus is now living with you. Again, find a Bible-believing church. Be a part of what God is doing in your community. If you said that prayer and you need help, you need support, you can just comment below. Say, pray with me. You can text us. Okay, 812-432-1981. Say, I need help or I, I want to pray with somebody. Feel free to do that tonight. We'll get back to you. We'll help you on that journey. If you don't have a Bible, you can reach out to us below or even text us as well. We'll send you one. We're going to do the traditional silent night. You know, if you have a candle somewhere, maybe you have a lighter, pull it out. Be a part of that moment and sing with us as we celebrate this Christmas. Oh.
Man, I love that song, Silent Night. I love getting the moment to sing with our church family to those online. I love knowing that churches around the nation are holding candles, their little light for Jesus all over and singing in unison. I want to invite each and every one of you. Maybe you don't have a church home. You are certainly welcome here at the Hills Church. Our next service is on January 2nd at 9 and 11 a.m. And we're starting a new series called New Year, New You. We're so excited that you joined us. We want to thank you. On behalf of our entire Hills Church family, we want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great Christmas season.